Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do it. Do it. All righty then. Corner to Corner is live in five, What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. I'm your host, Stan Grubb. My tag team partner, Brian Taylor, is doing doing the wrestling thing with me here today. What's up, Brian? What's going on? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm all right, and you? Doing good, doing good. It's just, uh, let's see. Did edit number six to the posters for UCW. So, uh, and I, actually, yeah, I got to tell you, you know, it really does look a lot better in a more of a vertical fashion. I really, really dig it. I'm just looking yeah, at it yeah, right yeah. now on my screen, it looks a lot better. Yeah, I mean, you know, just being your, like, first real go at it, it just... You know, all my aches and pains, I'm trying to help you avoid that. Definitely appreciate it. <clears throat> sometimes <throat> sometimes it's a little easier and other times not so much, like, to kind of know where you're coming from when you when you say some of the things. But it's only because you gotta you got to do it before you can really see it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the big news is out there. If you haven't had a chance to take a look, <laughs> Ultimate Championship Wrestling is back. July 9th, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, Bell Time, at the Signal Knob Rec Center in Strasburg, Virginia. And all I know so far, all we know, all, well, except for maybe the powers that be, all anybody really knows is just a couple of names that's going to be on the card. We don't even really know officially what the main event's going to be yet. Yeah, yeah so, I, I, you know, maybe we'll hand that out this week. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll give them the time and the place. We'll see if any of them are, uh, any of them around are, are wrestling fans that are willing to cross the street. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, Strasburg has done some really good business for, well, for the powers of be, for Diego and DeVore. Uh, they did a meet and greet and a live show from the flea market there in Strasburg. He had a lot of fun. They had... Anthony Athens and uh, Mad Max Morrison there as a guest stars just to kind of meet some fans and answer some questions. And as it turns out, who knows? We might be seeing them in July. Oh, I think I think we're going to see them in July. I think I'll go there and 
maybe purchase an LJN or two, LGN. What did I say, LJN? It's yeah, LJN. Yeah. You got it right. You got yeah. it. You do it fine. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm tired. Anyway. <laughs> well, you've been busy, dude. <laughs> you've I'll been busy. The very definition of busy should have your picture in it right now. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I didn't know my, my old ass could work like that. But well, but hey, like this is the first time I've talked to you since everything went down. So without going too deep down the rabbit hole, congratulations are in order. Thank you. Because you. uh, you've been busting your ass and you finally, you've sh- you, you got a level higher than what you were looking for. So how about that, right? Yes, that was quite the shock, and um, off the air before we before we get off tonight, I'll tell you the story about that. And it's very, <laughs> very funny how it happened. And cool. So, well, you know what? Why don't we help you take a break from all that? Let's talk about some wrestling, man. Yeah, let's do some wrestling. Talk about some wrestling. Talk about some Elden Ring. We were just talking about it before we came on the air. Um, mm-hmm. 98 hours, by the way. I'm up to 98 hours on that game. And oh, nowhere, you're catching me. Nowhere near finished. You're coming on strong. I did, however. I did, however. I told you about it earlier today. I figured out how to climb up a mountainside, jump off the back of a mountain, and this is nuts. You literally fall through the map. And all you got to do, you got to have a sword equipped, and all you got to do is while you're falling, you have to do a double jump to get the fall right. Otherwise, it won't let you swing the sword. So you do a double jump mm-hmm. off the mountain, and then you just swing the sword all the way down. And we're not talking like 10 seconds. We're not talking 30 seconds. We're talking at least 60 to sixty seconds to 120. So about two minutes of falling. And you're swinging the sword, and you just get multiple drops of runes. Now, the one time I did it, I think I only did it for about 30 seconds, maybe 45. 165,000 without breaking a sweat. Hmm, but then you have to wake up in the morning, you have to look yourself in the mirror. Shit, no, And no, you no. have to say. <laughs> you want to know how many times I've been one shot killed just trying to get to there? Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm I don't dirty, feel bad. <laughs> I'm a dirty Whatever. cheater. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can go chicken hunting. <laughs> we can go farming for a bird and do that for a few hours. No thanks, I'll pass. This one Wait, at least is chi- a little quicker. What do you mean chicken hunt? The big bird. Oh, you talking about shooting with the arrow? Yeah, the bird of Mogwin, uh, Mogwin Mausoleum, Listen, whatever the hell it's called. The farming spot is right to the right, my man. Yeah, but see, apparently at 106, level 106, still not mm-hmm. enough. Still not enough to one-shot those bastards. No, instead, you got to sit there and literally brawl your way through it for, I think last night it took 15 minutes on the first run. Now they def- they give two thousand a pop, so it's worth it. If you do it, you know as quick as you can, it's definitely worth it. Mm. Oh, you silly guys and your hammers! <clears throat> Found Mages, a... we just rock through it. Well, yeah, there's a, a couple of different things that that really right light it up. Like there, I've seen somebody use a glintstone arc. And they had it scaled up so high where it basically was just like a one-shot, boom, everybody's gone. <laughs> and then they just take it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen somebody do a dragon fire kind of thing, one of the incantations. And that one's cool because it sets all of them on fire twice. So they pretty much just burn up and they're done. Hmm. 
but that one again, you have to scale that. So you have to get the the seal, <clears throat> whether you're using the finger seal or the mine's one I got from. I don't know. I found it somewhere. That's the problem with this game. You can't remember where you find anything because it's such a vast like universe or kingdom, kingdom. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, you find a, a seal, and it, it's a little bit higher than the finger seal, so you, it'll scale up for you if you level it like the uh, weapons do. Hmm. My problem is okay. I can't stick with a weapon for very long. Like, um, like the, the tree spear is leveled up to 12, and I'm happy with that. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty solid amount of regular damage and holy damage. But then, like... The the cipher pattern that I told you about, the little blade that's a light, that was um that's really cool. And it actually uh scales up really nice. But mm-hmm. obviously you're not gonna use something that close for like you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna beat Renala with that. We'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. And the whips Yeah. Are- um, you'll get there, kid. Right, right. <laughs> you need to just find a weapon and stick with it. Well, I was even tempted because there's a couple side quests that are supposed to provide you with some good stuff. I, I've even considered just starting over again <laughs> just to yeah. make sure I do certain things and not kill certain NPCs. <clears throat> Wait, you, you know that. You, come on. Don't act like you don't know the gag. You just got, you just got crushed by whatever boss is nearby. You go to your local merchant to get maybe arrows or bolts or whatever. And then, you know what? This guy just said something cross to you. You know, it just it just catches you wrong. Maybe it's that last fight you just got into. <laughs> and so Lord. you decide, you know what? This guy's got to go. He's got to go. It's got to end it. And that may have happened to me a couple of times. I'm not going to say it didn't. I'm only human. You should put down Elden Ring and walk away. <laughs> walk away. <laughs> the... Uh, the videos where people just absolutely lose their shit after getting crushed by bosses are the best. One guy gets so mad, he starts banging on his desk, screaming, why, why, God, why? And then he smashes his monitor. And you see his face, he goes, oh my God, I just broke my monitor. Mm. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I mean, Elden Ring is a cruel mistress. Yeah, yeah. Like being a bad uh, cokehead or something. <laughs> so let's see. Tonight we've got a lot to talk about. We got WrestleMania backlash this weekend. We actually have a card that we can predict. We've Blue got orange. we've got uh, Dynamite featuring de- featuring Diana de- Perrazzo defending the Ring of Honor Women's Championship against the interim champion Mar- Martinez Mercedes Martinez. Jeez, can't speak today. Oh Lord. That's going to be a good one. There's a full card we've got available for that. We've got a nice little interview with Okada talking about, hey, there's no point holding Forbidden Door if he's not on the card. And if that isn't the mm. goddamn truth, I don't know what it is. I'll be real with you. I think it's misdirection. Every you think it's so misdirection? much misdirection. All right, well, what, what, you know what? Well, hell with it. Why don't we lead with this? So we'll, let me give you the rundown, Brian. <clears throat> so Okada talks to mm-hmm. uh, Wrestling Inc., which is interesting that they got him in an uh, interview. But c- congrats to them. Hell of a get. Anyway, the IWGP heavyweight champion 
gives some commentary on Forbidden Door. Says, well, of course, I'll be on the card. I don't know what shape the event will take, but the fact that we're having this combined event at all means I should absolutely be a part of it. And I'm sorry, this wasn't an interview with Wrestling Inc. This was during a news conference in Japan. There would be much point in having a super show like that if I'm not there. They definitely have world-class talent, but no matter how many great wrestlers they may have, I'm sure there are a lot of people who have never heard of them. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and, it, and it goes both ways. There are AEW fans who only watch AEW and will be seeing Okada for the first time. But whatever happens, I'm fully confident that those people will be leaving knowing how good I am. And no matter who it might be, I think a lot of people will get fired up, draw on that energy. There'll be fans counting the days, not sleeping the night before, and that's great. But anything more specific, I really can't say at this point. Uh, damn. <laughs> so is he saying he won't be there, or is he saying he's just not going to fess up to who's, who's opponent? He's just not acknowledging what his plan is. He sounds like, yeah. I'm going to be there, but I'm not telling you what's going on yet. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Because, you know, there was there was the... <clears throat> the <clears throat> rumor or whatever that he wouldn't be there. Uh, I think his wife, I heard his wife was having a child somewhere in there or something. Mm. Was it the wife? It was something. I'm pretty sure it was something with his wife. If so, you know more about his personal life than I do. Yeah, it was, you know, but again, this is, you know. um, But, you know, birthday or maybe it was something that he said he wasn't going to be there. So it's interesting now, though, that maybe the. Maybe it's changed Well, I mean, I'm sure that those in charge have been like, yeah, um, you're the biggest name on this card. We need you here. How much will it cost? <laughs> I mean, that's well, got to be that's got to be the conversation. I can't see them going. You know what? You're right, Okada. You just stay home. You're good. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, I don't think it's that. I, I mean, I think once it's you know, once it's finalized, you're like, hey, uh, Okada, um, who do you want? You know? You would hope. You would hope that there'd be a, you know, a, a list of people he's got in mind of who he'd want to face. Yeah. And, you know, or, or you know, the, the, two, the two presidents, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. you know? You know, hey, I got Okada. And then Tony's like, uh, I got um, no. Fuego Del Sol. Wait, what? New Japan, <laughs> yeah, New Japan shakes their head. And Tony says, um, I got Max Caster. New Japan shakes their head. No, 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 no. You know, maybe does the motion to like up in the air, you know, with their fingers, like, come on, give me some more. Then maybe they say, I've seen punk, the new AEW world champion. And new Japan scratches their chin or strokes their chin and says deal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that's how it happens. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you would book these big crazy shows. Well, we talked last week about possibilities, right? We talked about, like, dream matches and all of that. You know, coming into this event, there's some interesting storyline twists that have been happening. 
at least in New Japan. Juice Robinson was recently rumored to be a free agent. <clears throat> he was saying that his uh, New Japan contract had expired and uh, he was going to wrestle stateside and be a stay-at-home husband if he had mm-hmm. to. Of course, he's married to Tony Storm. Lucky guy that he is. Um, but, boy, did he fool everybody because at the most recent event, I'm going to mispronounce this, but I'm going to give it a shot, Dantaku, this past Sunday, it was you actually... Don't, what's that? If you don't do this right, I'm going to smack you next time I see you. <laughs> this past Sunday, uh, wrestling Dantaku... Damn it. Now you got me all thrown off. Juice Robinson does a quick swerve and joins the Bullet Club, making it known that he wants the U.S. championship back. So, first off, the way he appears is uh, a lot more in a kind of a badass fashion. Feels like uh, the Bullet Club is ramping up to to really come into Forbidden Door. Bullet Club. Bad luck, bad luck, Fale and Chase Owens. They won the IWG, IWGP Tag Team Championship. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They beat Cobb. Yep. They beat Ocon and Jeff Cobb. <clears throat> Man, that was one of my dream matches. Well, for the, and he, not dream matches, but that was one of my Forbidden Door matches. Well, it's interesting you say that because June 12th, New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion takes place. Okada defends the title against Jay White. Tama Tonga will be defending the Never Openweight Championship against Carl Anderson. That match is a sleeper right there. That's one you probably don't want to miss. Tag Team Championship, Fale and Chase Owens defend against Great Okan and Jeff Cobb. And the King of Pro Wrestling 2022 trophy is on the line as Shingo Takaji defends against Taichi. So that's what we have for June 12th. Going into Forbidden Door, I doubt they'll do this because to me it seems like this would be something that you'd want to do at Wrestle Kingdom. But there's a possibility Okada maybe doesn't show up on the card because maybe he loses to Jay White. Yeah, but see, that's the whole joy of this. Mm-hmm. Right. As cool as it would be to see like champion versus champion. Right. It's even cooler to see, you know, CM Punk versus Okada. Mm-hmm. And again, I said last week, I hope this carries over into Wrestle Kingdom. And I hope at Wrestle Kingdom, <clears throat> it's uh, Danielson versus Okada. Well, the level of. Um, commitment from New Japan towards their performers now has been ramped up as they've been getting work visas for the American wrestlers that are coming in. Um, so they're really trying hard to get things prepared. So you might be on to something. Um, Wrestle Kingdom, of course, is New Japan's premier event of the year. Typically mm-hmm. it's two nights. I mean, it's the reason WrestleMania is two nights. I think we can say that without without any hesitation. Um and anything that can influence, you know, a pay-per-view changing its entire setup like that, it has to be major. And we've already seen everything in New Japan has had to offer in the past as far as, you know, Kenny Omega and Okada, AJ Styles and Nakamura. I mean, hell, that's what we saw at first that said mm-hmm. uh, these guys could really have a hell of a match at WrestleMania. 
It's unfortunate that WWE got their hands on it, but whatever. Uh, so, I mean, we got a lot of different things to look at. I think with with you saying Punk versus Okada, if, if that is what happens, that's a dream match no matter what. I'm still pretty confident that we're going to see um, Kenta versus uh, CM Punk. The battle of the go-to-sleeps. But if Punk wins the title, I don't know that I don't know that Kenta's the guy. Right. I feel weird saying that because I really like Kanta. Kenta. Kanta? What the hell? Kanta. Kanta. Ta. Kanta. Ta. My name is Kanta. Yeah, Hello. but. Which something tells me, though. Something tells me this may very well not be a one off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is to help New Japan get established in the States. Mm-hmm. And to a wider audience. Right. Right. Now, now, we know New Japan is known in the States, but I think to try and get it to more of a mainstream audience. Um, but, you know, there has been a lot of working relationships with some of the some of the wrestlers in AEW New Japan, but hopefully this will turn more into like New Japan and what impact have. Where yeah. it's not just a one off. It's a continuous thing that evolves and changes as they go. Mm-hmm. Um I'd imagine you'll probably start to see some of the uh, Bullet Club members show up in AEW um, based off of the um, the elite uh, faction now. Because um, that's perfect, right? The Undisputed perfect. Elite. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so that's what, five of them and you almost got five in in impact alone. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think you probably do have five, maybe six. Well, they've been getting it geared up. You you can tell that the plan was, at least even if it was a slow build, hey, let's ramp up the efforts here in the States. Let's make sure that people are starting to hear the words Bullet Club more often. Let's make mm-hmm. sure people are starting to see a little bit more of the T-shirts. And it's easy to do because, like, if you just put them on Impact and really the working arrangement between AEW and Impact, we don't really know. But it makes sense if you just say, hey, you you don't have to really do anything major. Just put more shirts on the air if you can. You know, make sure you Mm -hmm. mention them. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's let's see if we can get the good brothers involved. If you can bring Jay White in. Cool. You know, they've done it very subtly so that Mm -hmm. here we are and now we're headed to June. And and there's still a lot of ground to cover between now and Forbidden Door. So, I mean, we got Double or Nothing. We've got uh, Dominion. And then any event that happens in between. Because AEW is known for big events that happen on Wednesdays. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I imagine once we get past Double or Nothing, it'll kick off. It, it'll probably even kick off that night, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, because you're figuring, uh, what is it, June 26th? Is that right? 
Is it June? Yeah, June twenty sixth. Yep. Um, so you really only have about a month, and if you're going to do this right, you literally need to start mixing these rosters. Um, and try and build uh, build some, you know, whatever stories you want, or whatever, you know, whatever you want to go down. You know, some of the matches will strictly be matches, but some are going to, I'm sure, have storylines. I know it's almost cliche nowadays, but I would almost like to see an invasion angle just to see it happen. Uh, So I don't don't know if I necessarily need to see, like, an invasion angle because they kind of let the cat out the bag. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's not really a shocker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but... I mean, you could see, like, let, let's take Okada, for instance, right? So, Punk versus Adam Page, you know, whoever gets the win, right? Right. Well, here comes Okada, out the crowd, hits the Rainmaker, top of the, top of the, the ramp, and that's how you close the show off. That'd be you amazing. You know what I'm saying? They got to do the wide-angle shot, too, when he hits the Rainmaker and then does the pose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know. Definitely. The only thing you really see is from inside the ring, facing up the ramp. The Mm -hmm. champ is laid out in the ring. Okada's up, top of the ramp, you know, hitting a pose. And that's how it goes off the air. You know, something even as simple as that will probably set the wrestling world on his heels or on his ear. I mean, the <clears throat> gosh, I'm all choked up today. The possibilities are endless. I mean, what what do you 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 can't make a bad decision on that? Well, I take that back. I guess you could, but it's it's mm-hmm. highly unlikely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Something tells me too, like that Kenny may be in this mix somewhere that, you know, maybe the timeline was given so that it would put him out past this, mm-hmm. but it's, it's really, you know, he'll be ready for this or something. <clears throat> Cause again, you know, what better way when you then reverse that forbidden door mm-hmm. for, you know, you to get even with Okada and have Omega sh- uh, show up. Right. You know, one winged angel. And then, you know, he either celebrates with Bully Club or, you know, Undisputed Elite, you know. So. Will he or won't he or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, even better. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Maybe he just stays out of the economics and, you know, comes back and he makes a save on one faction or the other. You think a guy like him feels like, hey, I've already done the Okada match. I don't really need it. I don't I don't think so. I mean, you have to remember, right? So I know, again, personally, I stayed up for and watched one and two, mm-hmm. right? Purposely bought Wrestle Kingdom just to see this. And I think it was probably about 6 o'clock in the morning before this thing kicked off. 
five o'clock, whatever, whatever it was Eastern time. <clears throat> I mean, it was early in the morning because that thing didn't even come on till two or three in the morning. Right. But I made it a point to stay up all night to watch this. And they were both, I mean, they were things of beauty. They were legit things of beauty, right? If you're going to objectively like look at a, look at the matches that, you know, have been watched, they have to go up. You know what I'm saying? They have to be put, you know, in the top 10, top 15, top 25 mm-hmm. matches of all time. And <clears throat> I think if I'm a performer, I would love to get back in there and do it again, especially to a brand new audience stateside. Right. Well, I mean, New Japan Strong was um, coming into its own, and they really had a strong plan, no no pun intended, uh, just before the pandemic. And had Mm -hmm. the pandemic not happened, we probably would have seen this this show already. We probably would have seen it last year. Um, I would venture to say, well, I don't see, I don't know about sooner because uh, I'm pretty sure it was New Japan that when when they all left to form AEW, they were kind of mad at them. Well, yeah, that's true. It took a lot of work to get things yeah. smoothed out. That's true. Yeah, and then um, oh, I forget his name. Uh, so the the president of New Japan at that time um, soured on them. Oh, Gato, yeah. Yeah, but then the guy that came in, the the, uh, the English guy that came in and replaced him, mm-hmm. um, was pretty like, nah, that's kind of that's kind of dumb, you know. There's there's money to be had here, and then I think that kind of started it. And I mean, I don't know if we would have gotten it in like the first year, but clearly by the second year, you know. So October, twenty twenty you might have started to see stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you have to remember, nobody expected AEW to even be around the first year. It still blows me away that, that people say some of the crazy stuff they do about them. Like the people that are still really, really up in their feelings about, about Cody Rhodes, you know, making the split saying that, <laughs> One, they call him a sellout, which I told you when you said that. I just thought that was silly. But it's one thing to call him that. But then, like, you start burning T-shirts and, like, you know, AEW never needed you. And I understand the logic behind that. But, you know, recently he did an interview and, and he said that, you know, if if I'm not there, AEW doesn't happen. That's oh, true. Oh, yeah, there we go. That's true, no. though. No. It's true, Brian. You can't argue that point. He's literally a, a founding father of that company. Yes, but listen to what you're saying. That if he wasn't there, AEW doesn't exist? That's true. It's not true. It I'll is true. Lay, I'll lay you money. It wouldn't be true. And, now, of but, course, there's no way you can go back and prove it. The only thing Cody did... was when Melcher said you can't fill a 10,000-seat stadium. 
Cody said, watch us. Yeah, Cody is part of that group. Yeah, but but again, listen to the statement. Without me, there's no AEW. Supposedly, Jericho's in the mix there, too. Oh, well, don't don't get me wrong. In, in the full context of his response, he doesn't just say it's just him. But the reality is, if Cody Rhodes isn't part of that group, it doesn't happen. I don't. Th- I don't think that's true. Khan is Khan is a billionaire with money, right? Definitely. And you can call him a mark. You can call him a fan. You can call him a money mark. You can call him whatever you want, right? But I'll lay you money because I think it was actually in print somewhere. That somebody was like, why don't you do it? And he said, I'll do it. Like, it was going to happen with Tony regardless. Now, so just here, because the Young ahead. Bucks and Cody and whatever were in the right place at the right time for this, that doesn't mean AEW would have never existed. So here's what, here's what we know for sure when it comes to Tony Khan. <clears throat> Brian's actually right. So when you when you look at what happened in the timeline, Tony Khan was basically dared. All right, fine. You you want a company? Do it. That's the truth. That actually happened. Tony Khan had been reaching out the talents as far back as 2016. That's also the truth, and it's been confirmed by the Bucks. It's been confirmed by Chris Jericho and CM Punk. A lot of wrestlers that he had spoken to in the past had said, "Hey, here's a guy. He's got a lot of money. He's working on getting TV." So when Punk, in his comeback speech, talks about, hey, there's a promoter who wants to wants to get on TV, that was Tony Khan. <laughs> That's the story about Tony Khan. There's a lot of promoters outside of that, of course, that tried the same situation. But what he's referring to is how, you know, hey, I've been there, done that. I've heard that many, many times before, so I didn't believe it was going right. to happen. Which is also right. why he didn't agree to come back at that point. Right. Now, I, I will give you the fact that all elite wrestling, mm-hmm. AEW, may not exist because it may have been called something completely different. Agreed. Which I am curious what it would have done. Because <laughs> I, I, I tend to agree with you. Tony Khan was going to start wrestling company something <laughs> right. at some point. Yeah. It just happened to be with the perfect mix of talent at the time. Right. But, again, there are reports that Jericho is the one who even connected Tony to the Bucks and Cody. I think that's that's Jericho speaking out of the side of his mouth. I don't buy that. But but we're going to buy other things? Well, because there's facts behind it. Like, you can (laughs) see that if Cody Rhodes isn't in that conversation, then, like you said, all elite wrestling doesn't happen. No, no. Uh, Cody, like, I'm sure they sat down and come up with, oh, all elite. But it was the Bucks who were touting the elite aspect of that for many, much, you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like before Cody came along. Sure. Now, again, I'm not going to dispute the fact that he does play into this, but right. I'm not going to give Cody Rhodes as much credit as Cody Rhodes wants you to think. Well, you're just jaded. I mean, that's why you don't. I'm, I'm not jaded. You called him a sellout. That's well, jaded. Yeah, to get under your skin. 
<laughs> you caught him a sellout. Caught him a bomb. What? What, what did you call him? Why, you call? Yeah. Oh, you called him a bitch. That's right. I remember. Oh, I, I did call him a lot of things. Yeah, but it was to get under your skin because what? 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 I, I mean, I wouldn't be able to live with myself knowing that I could do that and try and get, try and get up under your skin about your your boy. You got to at least try. Yeah, I mean, what? It, I, it, I can't it begrudge you that. your relationship if I didn't try. <laughs> It wouldn't have seemed right. Would have been mass hysteria. Dogs and cats living together. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And it, and again, I'm not going to dispute Cody being a part of this. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I'll lay you money that he's not as big of a part of this as he tells you to believe. You haven't heard the Bucks. You haven't heard Tony. They're taking the moral high ground here. What but moral again, high ground? What what is there some kind of salacious story behind the scenes, you think? No, because they're not they're not like they're letting Cody be Cody, right? Right. Cody needs the attention. Oh, okay. Well, Cody, yeah. Cody says he, he started it all, uh, whatever. That's right? not what he said though, and that's not what I said. But no no no. You're you're telling me that he is such a big part of this. He's just as big as any of the any of the other founding members. Yes, that's correct. I don't. Maybe not. If, if the Jericho thing is true, Jericho is a bigger founding member because he puts him in contact with people. Jericho has been saying that kind of stuff for a long time, though. I mean, Jericho is but notorious for being Cody, his own best hype man. Why can't you? And Cody's not. <laughs> that's all he's doing right now is hyping himself. Sometimes you got to bet on yourself. Uh, and I bet on Jericho. Because <laughs> I lay money. You bet on Jericho Drunk Uncle Jericho. <laughs> yes, that Jericho probably does have a relationship with Tony. And Jericho probably tells Tony, eh, I can I can talk to some guys for you. And who was hotter in the Nobody was hotter in the world at that time. Then Omega, the Bucks, the Bullet Club, Cody. Nobody. When Hot Topics sells T-shirts and they're, they're, they like sell out more than any other regular T-shirt, mm-hmm. everybody's taking notice. And there was only one group of T-shirts at that time that was selling out like that. And that was the Bullet Club. Not WWE. Not Impact. I don't even know if Impact has T-shirts. Um, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? There's a guy that sell them, sells them out of a van back of his yeah. house. <laughs> I mean, they're out selling rock rock bands. Hey, kid. Hey, kid. You want to buy an Impact shirt? <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about it. Funko Pops. They're so big, so fast. Funko Pops puts out Pops. You only have, You only have... They only did a limited run of them. They were on top of the world. So how do we know drunk Uncle Jericho and Tony aren't sitting around at Jacksonville Stadium? I bet you we get a cease and desist from one of his people telling him to quit, telling us to quit calling him. <laughs> you know, Tony looks at Chris. 
Ellen, I want to start a wrestling promotion. Chris says, well, I know some guys. I know the hottest group of guys. I know a guy. Do a shot. <laughs> no, I, I do believe that Jericho was, was certainly involved. I think it's it's silly to think that he wasn't. I mean, I joke about it, but there's a reality. I mean, Jericho was in Japan. He had he is if you look around the guys that, that kind of left and did the quote unquote bet on themselves, Jericho's one of the first guys that ever did that. But you have to go back a little further in time. It's when he left WCW. He could have stayed. He could have stayed and probably did more television title runs and cruiserweight title runs. But instead, he chooses to not let his contract uh, get renewed. He basically says, no, nah, I'm not going to resign. <clears throat> Goes to WWF and becomes Y2J, like in the biggest form of the word that we've ever heard. Um, goes to Japan after a very successful run in WWE. Let's let's remember that he creates the pain maker, does a quick cameo back in WWE at the Rumble, goes back to Japan, and then goes to, of course, AEW through All In Japan and all of that. So, I mean, hey, let me ask you something. There's a lot of a lot of co- credit for that for betting on himself. Yeah, go ahead. Sure, yeah. but let me ask you something. So, if you're Mox and Tony and the Young Bucks come to you, even Cody, hey, we're starting this company. You want in? Probably going to look at him. Probably going to say, hmm, I think I'll stay Dean for a while long. Right? Mm-hmm. But when a guy like Jericho comes to you and says, hey, Mox, <laughs> we're starting this company. And I've already signed on the dotted line. And we're going to go places. You're probably more likely to be like, I'm in. Yeah, I think once you start seeing a, a actual roster take shape and some of these guys that are really influencing what's happening, not just in wrestling but in pop culture, you have to start paying attention to it. You have to start going, oh, maybe mm-hmm. this is something something real. Because when did Mox when did Mox show up? When they add double or nothing? Yeah, he shows up at, at double or nothing. <clears throat> right, which he, would have been what technically the first pay per view, but it's really the second pay per view. Yeah, I mean, so I the, guess it, it would technically be the second officially in the AEW yeah. timeline, I suppose. Since we're you know we're comic book fans, we know how these timelines and multiverses work. Um, yeah. I think officially you could say that it was his first, but. I I can understand and probably give credence to people saying All In was their first. Yeah. Although now, I guess it probably makes better sense because he owns Ring of Honor now, so he can call it whatever he wants. <laughs> wow. I, I We need to get that on DVD or something. What, All In? Yeah. Uh, Did they ever do it because you had... What, ROH, technically, <laughs> back in the thing? So, All In was, it, well, was and still is on YouTube. <laughs> Completely. If you go to, let's see here. All in. Now you done ruined it. You're right. Tony's going to have the internet it. people. 
Yeah. Oh, he's he's quick. Don't get it twisted. Tony Khan does not play around with copyrights. That's mine. <laughs> yeah, all four hours of All In is found in what quality resolution is this? Uh, not really great quality, 360p. So you can find it from. Oh, that's all out. The first all out is on YouTube as well through AEW. Well, I, hopefully we'll get a streaming service and they can just get it all on there. Yeah, yeah. They need to just go ahead and buy Impact, too. Nah, I don't need it. I don't need it. Are you, I, are you kidding me? No, no, I don't need it. AJ, Daniels, Kazarian, Joe, back in the day when they, when they first hit Impact, it was beautiful stuff. Yeah, but I mean, they come. How long has that been since that really even mattered? Beautiful stuff. It was, it was, but like it's, uh, yeah. And then maybe we get those weekly pay per views. What? Didn't that turn into TNA? Wasn't that TNA? TNA was NWA. TNA was weekly pay per views. That's right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, though, yeah, get back to Cody. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not giving them that much credit. Well, of course I'll not. I'll give him some. You wouldn't piss on him if it's on fire. I know you. No, that's not true. If you're not going to give Jericho the credit, I'm not giving Cody the credit. That's just because I think Jericho is doing shots and just goes, "Yeah, I did that." Dude, nobody was talking to you, Chris. We were watching football. What are you doing? And, and maybe, <laughs> maybe that's how it went down. <laughs> Well, Tony, your football Jericho team was, sucks. Do a shot. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Jericho's at a Jaguars game and looks at Tony and says, Hey, Tony, you ever thought about starting a wrestling federation? <laughs> You're burning through money with this shitty team. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let me help you out. Oh. Oh, man, oh, man. Right now, NXT spring breaking is going on. What the hell kind of name for a... Special event is spring breaking. I don't uh, know, but I thought we were pretty good without getting people fired. Or jeez, yeah, man, Dexter Loomis gets fired. How's that even a thing? Because they're idiots. That that guy was made. It didn't have to say a word. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Index. I mean, talk all you want about how two point is really shit the bed, and a lot of people believe that. I happen to be one of them. There's very few highlights for 2.0, but, you know, to have Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell index, that was a huge entertaining piece of what transitioned from NXT Black and Gold to 2.0. And it carried over with the fans. Uh, but he's gone. Um, the other half of that love thing, love triangle or whatever, is gone. So now Duke Hudson and Andy Hartwell are the only two left standing. <laughs> so I guess they'll get you know married in in NXT. Um, Dakota Kai. Yeah, th- there's another one. A perfect example of just not knowing what to do when you have probably one of the most talented females in the in the industry. Not the most, but one of. Don't spotlight her. Don't do anything with her. You put her in tag team matches. You can't give her an actual singles run. Turn her feel. Turn her. Turn her heel. Turn her face. It's almost like the Big Show, only in in female form. Yes. That's sad. That's sad. 
Cameron Grimes successfully defends the North American Championship against Solo Sokoa and Carmelo Hayes. Um, Nathan Frazier has a great little debut matchup against Grayson Waller. They have to overbook the shit out of that one to make the finish happen, by the way. Andre Chase. And by the way, if you don't know who these people are, don't be shocked. (coughs) Nobody does. Andre Chase from Chase University distracted Grayson Waller for him to fall off the top rope and lay prone for what seemed like forever for Nathan Frazier to hit a big Phoenix splash for the win. Made no sense. And then we uh, Brock 2.0's gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Parker Boudreaux, who is was known as Harland, who was starting to kind of catch catch with the fans a little bit with uh, Joe Gacy fired. We have no idea why. They say they say that he was not catching on as quick as he was supposed to. Well, I mean, how fast do some of these people got to catch on? Are you are you that are you that panicked for some reason? I I don't know what the hell they're thinking. I mean, Joe Gacy is right now pretty over as as the lead villain on NXT 2.0. I mean, hell, him and Harland uh, kidnapped Rick Steiner, held him hostage to get a title shot against Braun Breaker, but miraculously, Harland's not catching on as quick as he needs to. Supposedly, there's a um, a new rule or expectation within NXT. You've essentially got 90 days from the date of uh, starting on television. And if you're not picking up in a fast enough fashion, they're going to let you go. Well, uh, yeah, but I thought that was the main roster. Is that NXT too? Yeah, it's NXT also. Wow. That's such a that should uh, that should just drive people to want to go work at the E. If I'm if I'm a young up and coming wrestler, I don't care how big of a dream I have to work at WrestleMania because I still recognize that that's a big deal for a lot of people. Um, in this situation, though, yeah, that would be a huge turnoff. I, I don't think I'd want that kind of stress in my career, especially when you know that they're going to change your name and everything you've worked to create. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if I'd go right now. It's to me, it's got to be such a toxic environment. Well, to, to add to that, Fightful Select this week broke the news that Roddy Strong has been requesting his release and been denied multiple times. the 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 last man standing from the uh, departure of the Undisputed Era in NXT has essentially been requesting his release because of how poorly they put together and delivered on the Diamond Mine. Now, I don't know how much of NXT 2.0 you watch, so if I have to fill in the blanks, I'll do my best. But basically, the Diamond Mine was supposed to be this wrestler's dream stable. Mm -hmm. All of these different guys and gals were supposed to be in it. Um, Roddy's wife was supposed to be in it. Um... Hideo Sadeki, and I apologize for botching his name already. Uh, Tyler Rust, all of these different like hot prospect talents from NXT Black and Gold were supposed to be a part of it. And then what happens is 2.0 starts, and we get Roddy Strong, and then Ivy Nile, Malcolm Bivens, and the Creed Brothers. Malcolm Bivens, by the way, had been a heel, suddenly a face. Uh, Ivy Nile, I know she'd be wrestling on uh, 205 Live before they finally took it off the air. 
Um, and Roddy Strong, meanwhile, has just been sitting in the background waiting for somebody to let him do something. I don't blame him for what now. I mean, there's no sense behind just sitting around waiting. I guess it's the same reason that that Mustafa Ali wanted to be released. Now, of course, he's on TV now, and he has creative going on for him now, so he's back yeah, on television. Yeah, for how long? Well, that's the thought. Like, we talk about it a lot. I could be as big of a Cody fan as I want to be, but in six weeks, maybe less, depending on how WrestleMania Backlash goes, if Cody is in the background, who's going to be surprised? Not me, not you. And that sucks because you want to see him do well. You want them to, to do right by him. But at the same time, that's just the reality of it. It goes up and down the car. Mustafa Ali had the same problem that 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 a lot of guys are running into down in NXT. He was literally just given retribution. It failed. Okay, we don't have anything for you. So he's supposed to hang out in, in catering. These guys don't want to do that. I mean, who wants... Uh, yeah, it's great to hang out maybe for a week or two and just go, okay, cool. They got something for me eventually. But after, you know, maybe that second or third week, I'm looking around going, hey, uh, not that I don't want money, but what's going on? Like, somebody's got to start asking questions. That's what happened with Bray Wyatt. They started pitching him ideas back before he was released. He's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. No, that doesn't make any sense. So they started spreading a rumor that he was bad and hard to work with. But the reality was, he's like, no, it's shitty creative. I'm not going to do it. And they, let, they, let him, they let you get your character set on fire. We, sure, makes sense. <laughs> you had uh, the goo queen sitting on top of the big box that you came to the ring in. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. I hope eventually he shows up somewhere else. I have a feeling if he does come back to wrestling, it's going to be WWE. They'll give him a, a, a short run, and then he'll just finally say, you know what, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Mm. And I can't say I blame him. I mean, I know that if there was a position for him that would allow him the creative freedom, it would be in AEW. But in the current in the current marketplace... I mean, he would just be another guy. I, I think that kind of sucks to say, but that's just the truth. You can't, not everybody, Wait. we've talked about it before, not everybody can be at the top of the card. Sure, but you don't think he'd be just another guy in WWE? Oh, no, 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 I definitely do. That's what I'm saying. You know, WWE would probably, and this is probably what happened with Cody, and he's never said it, but this is my guess. <laughs> okay, so we're going to give you millions of dollars. We'll give you, we'll give you the fiend. We'll give you some degree of creative control as to how you're presented. By the way, that worked out really well. So hello and goodbye to the Cody Vader. Um. Oh, and and by the way, we'll we'll allow you to, you know, change up your creative approach as far as promos. Notice in any of that, nothing gets said as to far as like career progression. You're just presentation, visuals optics and i think that's what would get him to come back because that's his that's his on the surface concern was well my creative was bad and i couldn't do this and i couldn't do that okay well we'll give you that here's millions of dollars so he'll come back i mean he just got engaged to uh jojo you know the ring announcer for wwe by the way they think they're on their like 15th kid mm. you, know, you know how that keeps happening bray right 
thought I put that out there. Take a break. Go bowling. Do something. Bless you. Thank you. Colin is taking over Virginia. Again, we've had this conversation. Money. Because I'll lay money. He has money. He better. He's got enough child support to pay. But money is not always everything. Oh, sure. I mean, there's always going to be somebody that says, eh, no, I don't need that. I mean, look at look at Adam Cole. I'm sure, I'm positive that they were like, how about two million? How about three? No, I'm okay. Like, I don't see him being jerks to them. I just see him, like, basically going, nah, I'm all right. You know what I mean? And oh, just, I could see him Politely pushing them back. Well, it would depend on how they, it would depend on how they presented the um, the conversation about his twitch, because that was a deal breaker for him. If they had tried to tell him, "Hey, you can't go on Twitch and do that," he would have basically just not worked. Is essentially what he said. But he was able to convince him to let him do it because he's like, "Look, I'm not using, you know, undisputed era. I'm not using any WWE stuff. It's just." I'm not even using my real name or my ring name. I'm using a nickname and just playing video games. But, I mean, it does but speak I, volumes. I mean, he's, he's a huge name talent, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that however much they offered him, it's just like, eh, I think I could do better. Well, yeah, but again, I think he's one that he probably doesn't get nowhere close to money, but he understands the value of himself. Sure. You know what I'm saying? It, it's almost like if you could, I lay money. If you were to take uh, the Monday Night Wars, right, and it, you know, like Michaels, mm-hmm. if Michaels had been up, I so well, I don't want to do Monday Night Wars, but because so if Michaels was up prior to Hall and Nash. Right, and they offered him money. He's not going nowhere. He's not leaving WWE. You talk about ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, yeah. Before, before the outsiders. No, because he's in too too strong of a position. Right. He's got he's got the title. He's got control. He's got literally everything you could want. But afterwards, after Hall and Nash get there and. Hall and Nash are tooting WCW's horn about the money they're making. Mm-hmm. Right? What did Michaels do? He stayed because he was appreciated at WWE. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He could have he left it. He probably would have dwarfed everybody's contract. Even probably Hogan's had he jumped. I, I think at that time he would have almost made that a part of his contract requirement. You know, yeah, the, the, I mean, he, the fabled favored nations thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he literally, because he was hot. I mean, there were very few that were like that hot. Mm-hmm. He would have dwarfed, money-wise, probably Hogan's. But it's I a bet curious he question. It's it's a curious what if question. What happens if Shawn Michaels goes to WCW? Yeah, but it, it Boy, to me it's the same principle mm-hmm. with with Adam Cole. 
he he's somewhere where he's appreciated, and he's he's willing to forego the money because he wants to apply his trade. Well, and, and there's a lot to be said for having a, a freedom to to paint on the canvas the way you want to paint on it. I mean, that's yeah. that's what um, that's all that Chris Jericho wanted. He didn't necessarily mm-hmm. have to be the top guy, but he wanted the freedom to be creative in the way that he saw fit. It's mm-hmm. what I mean. It's what Omega and the Bucks wanted. It's one of the reasons that they didn't go to WWE. It's because they knew mm-hmm. that they 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 were going to make the great money, and they knew that they acknowledged it publicly. Mm-hmm. But they also knew that their schedules and their creativity would be hindered and stifled. And hey, let's be real, that's that's all facts right there. Because mm-hmm. I mean, they'll tell you, Triple H was on them. <laughs> their contract was running out at New Japan. He was on them, calling them. Offering the money. I think had they gone to NXT at that time, Triple H would have treated them properly. Now, if they got caught up to the main roster, it would have been a completely different shit show. But I think in NXT, in black and gold, they'd have been fine. But there again, uh, give, them enough, give them enough steam that ultimately mm-hmm. demands, okay, got to call them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just the reality. Look what happened with Bobby Roode. Look what happened so, to Nakamura, Samoa Joe. Although Samoa Joe's a made man already. Um, Finn Balor. But would the do you think the Bucks would have... I know they would have crashed and burned on the main roster. Because the main roster is just not ready for that style. So, you know, I can I can see two different arguments there. I can see them flourishing because of how well teams like and and it this comes all the way up to current like msk did like um uh diy ftr yeah but we're talking yeah i'm talking the main roster though well main roster they they would have they would have failed on the main roster because they would have been told slow down and they would have been told cut this promo and do it this way and by the way you're no longer matt and nick you're now max and jeremy you know what I mean? They would have like, <laughs> they would have dicked him over so bad because you thought Generation Me was bad in TNA. At least Generation mm-hmm. Me was allowed to still tech, kind of be the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, WWE would just sissify them, and then those those super kicks that we both joke about and laugh about, but also marvel about, um, would be eliminated. It, not to be a dick, but if you take away the super kicks from the from the young bucks, what do you have? Well, just I mean, another have they're to... just another high flying tag team. Nah, I mean Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role 
like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. They got enough moves, but they would have never gotten a super kick. I don't even know if they would have gotten it in NXT. Well, because that's, of Michaels. That's a good, and no, that, that's no good speculation. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No offense to Michaels, but they're really not known for allowing people to have the same type of finishers. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and at that time where they were being so sought after, um, NXT, Mauro Ranallo, was calling for super kick parties. Mm-hmm. So you could tell they were trying to tease it and get it built up and ready for it. And because of how much love the the NXT brand showed towards like the Bullet Club style of guy, mm-hmm. I feel like they would have NXT would have been a playground for them. The main roster would have been hell. <laughs> You'd have been stuck yeah, they... four times over. But... The the Usos would have been a great match, and then he'd have been like, "All right, goddamn, can we see something different, please?" I don't. I, I don't even know how that would have worked out the first go round. Because again, the, the the styles are so different, and and not by styles, I mean like the company styles, like how the WWE creates a match, is completely different than any other federation out there. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we'd have gotten the dream match with the New Day. At that time, we probably would have gotten them against uh, Enzo and Cass, and the Vaude Villains. God, it doesn't it sound so weird to say that Enzo and Cass, the Vaude villains, like mm-hmm. those two tag teams in NXT were huge. Mm-hmm. They get to the main roster, they're like, eh, no. And, mm-hmm. and of course, Simon Gotch didn't do himself any favors by losing in a shoot fight to <laughs> Sin Cara. <laughs> but still, I mean, it's it's a shame. We we would have probably gotten some of those dream matches, and then real quick, you know, the Good Brothers would have would have uh, gotten into it with a feud with them, and then they'd all be hanging out and catering in six months. Chasing each other for the 24-7 title. (laughs) That's funny. By the way, if we see one more so freaking sad episode of the BTE where the Bucks is just showing their damn shoes and their hair, I'm never watching BTE again. That's part of That's why they do it. It's 30 minutes of my life I'll never get back. That's why they do it. It was bad. No. It was bad. It was good. No. They, they did exactly what they intended. Let go. Let go of the bucks. They're, they're flipping you off, telling you, hey, we, we effing hate you, Marks. And that and what what his name says all the time? Oh F-U yeah, marks. I still think ah. my favorite stuff that he does is uh, the merch freak bit. That always cracks me up. Merch freak. Yeah, I mean, and so I mean, the Bucks have this weird way of just simply pissing you off. And do we do and we they, need another Nick Nemeth segment? By the way, no, I, I normally fast forward through that one but. quickly. With a, with a quickness. <laughs> but again, it's, it's probably on there for, you know, they're just, 
They're yanking your chain. The Bucks are good at that. They do stupid little stuff just to. I'm yank glad they're your good chain. at. I'm glad they're good at that. God forbid they'd be good at wrestling. I know. That's what I'm trying to say. Stick to that. Can we maybe not have the Young Bucks doing sad comedy? (laughs) Between that and Nick Nemeth, I was just like, oh, this episode blows. But out of 300 and, what is it, 26, I think, episodes, you know, one in every 400 is not so bad. Oh, it's just to get the Hardys in there, too. Now, last week's, did you watch last week's where the Hardys are like, we lost everybody? Yeah, but this week weren't the... Did you see this week's? Yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah! Uh, Watch, uh, look at my shoes, Brandon. Look at my shoes. Well, I thought this week they were talking about how the Hardys... Or not the Hardys, but uh, the Young Bucks copied them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're making fun of their gear. (laughs) Oh, you guys just started your own backyard fed. Huh, wonder who did that first. Oh, we did. BTE is a great show. How did that come about? Oh, wait, the Hardy show. And all of the things they're saying, by the way, is true. <laughs> yeah. What Omega, was the Hardy? Omega. Uh, Omega out of North was, Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, that was big at one time. Yeah, I mean, it. Omega is responsible for giving us the Hardys, Shane Helms. Well, pretty much all of three count. So Shannon mm-hmm. Moore, Evan Courageous. Um, there's a shit ton of other talents that came through there. Caprice Coleman came through there. Um, wow. and I, I could I couldn't tell you all of the talents because there's a there's a lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we'll look it up real quick just to see if I can find a list. Matt needs to sell the rights to any old Omega footage to Tony Khan. Oh my God! For That'd the streaming awesome. service. That'd be awesome. Want to get caught? So up you listening, TK? History? Yeah, you listening there, TK? Oh, here you go. All right. So, Andrew Everett, Caleb Conley, Jeff Hardy, John Schuyler. He's been on both WWE, NXT, and AEW. Matt Hardy, Matt Seidel, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, Scott Steiner, Trevor Lee, Shane Helms, Casey Carlisle, Amber O'Neill, Rebby Sky, Jamie Jameson. quite well. Yep, yep. Lita... Venom, Venom, by the way, was uh, Matt Hardy. Christian York, Joey Matthews, Joey Matthews, now known as Joey Mercury. I mean, there's a lot of different people that came through the doors there. Um, Christian York, right here from the Pep. That's right. That's right. A local boy. Mm -hmm. Pretty wild. C.W. Anderson worked out of there. Um, And then, of course, I already talked about Shannon Moore in there. But yeah, yeah, so I mean, these are guys and gals that that started off very similar to the Bucks, and and I love the, I, I like the casual digs that the Hardys do. They're not really casual; they're pretty sharp, actually. But I like it because what it does is it makes us all realize that um, there's an element of truth to it. So when these guys finally do start getting in the ring and cutting promos and everything, we've been prepped for it, which is a quiet way of reminding us of the history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I do. Th- I do kind of like their segments when the Hardys uh, just tease the piss out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We lost a lowdown. 
<laughs> we lost to head cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> we had tassels. You had you had tassels. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, the headbands. We had headbands. But oh, it's man. funny. It's funny after you watch it that when you think back, they were almost like the spitting image. Uh, you know, when they were the Bucks, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then you look at the young Hardys, they were almost like the spinning image of each other. Oh, especially if you look at Jeff Hardy from back in their debut days, like 93, 94, it really does look like a young Nick Jackson. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So I mean, I right down to like the costumes and everything. Yeah. Their gear and everything. From the uh, files of horrible name changes, by the way. Kaylee Ray in NXT. You remember her from WWE's NXT UK? Her name now is Alba Fire. What the hell kind of first name is Alba? Like Albatross? I don't know. Albacore? I don't know. Well, her name's now an Albatross. Mm. Squarely around her neck. So, Brian, this week coming up, we've got two pretty big shows. The Dynamite card is huge, Um, so we're definitely going to go over this one first, and then we'll talk about uh, WrestleMania Backlash if we get the time with some predictions. Um, But, yeah, this week on Dynamite, we have got Chris Jericho taking on Santana. we got a Mm -hmm. trios match with the Butcher and the Blade and and Helico against the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm. Ring of Honor World Championship, Women's World Championship is on the line as the interim champion and the the reigning champion go head-to-head. So that's Deanna Perrazzo against Mercedes Martinez. And then Owen Hart Foundation Men's Tournament Qualifier, Jeff Hardy versus Bobby Fish. That could be really, really good. And then what we're going to start our predictions with, that's Wardlow taking on what... I can only assume is the seven foot tall big Cass, Cass XL mm. William Morrissey, yeah. making his w. way to AEW. Which dude, that is. How about how about first off, how about the hard work that he has done to get himself in shape, to go from you know being having seizures and being drunk at shows to now just being at the top, the top of his game. Listen. If shape had a shape, <laughs> he is the definition of it. You know what I'm saying? Like if shape mm-hmm. got into shape, right? He's the definition of shape. <laughs> that dude is cut. Yeah, he is jacked. I mean, I've watching him on Impact is just like uh, watching a completely different performer. Yeah. I I don't even know how to describe it. I don't. I don't either. I mean, I don't. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds, right? So we don't know if he's done with the impact or if mm-hmm. he's, you know, been signed by AEW. We'll probably find out Wednesday. Um, you know, because Tony sometimes can't keep his mouth shut. Um, <laughs> this week's big announcement: uh, Tony Khan is making a sandwich. <laughs> but would I love to see more of him in AEW? I sure would. 
I mean, this is a good opportunity for them also to do a swerve on us and to have them reach out to us and, and maybe say, hey, we never said it was Morrissey, and then it turns out to be Enzo and Morrissey. Oh, Lord. Lord have mercy. Uh, I'm okay with that, too, because uh, where was it? ROH? Wasn't it ROH where they got back together? And they were supposed to be signed by ROH, and then something happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, ill-fated. It was Morrissey, uh, wasn't it? It was an ill-fated attempt at a run-in. Morrissey and uh, one of the Dudleys got into it, and it went south. Um, Briscoe's got involved, and there were some stiff shots thrown. I hear him on the line. We are we are joined, Brian, by, of course, our tag team partner, Rob Hefner, is with us. Rob, what's up, man? What's happening? Robert. Hello, sir. Rob, we're, we're talking about the upcoming week for Dynamite where the rumored opponent for Wardlow, and it, I mean, this is yet again another worst-kept secret, sounds like Morrissey, formerly known as Big Cass, is making his way to AEW, and we were kind of marveling over just how well he has done for himself, getting himself in shape, chiseling himself out of basic granite <laughs> and now having an opportunity on one of the biggest stages so far since his resurgence in his career. Yeah. I mean, you saw it when he showed up at, uh, at impact, you know, he came in with a different attitude and different way of things. And we all know he's had his, his, his struggles with, his mental health and things like that, but it's nice to see that he's getting a shot. Right. What he makes of it is what he, you know. It's a interesting, interesting possibility for us right here. And what I was saying was that, you know, what we heard was MJF talking to, "Hey, big man, you ready to make six figures again?" and when he gets off the phone and he, he looks at the camera and says, you can't teach that. We all immediately assumed it was Morrissey, but I was just telling Brian, it could actually turn out to be Enzo and Morrissey. Eh. I mean, lost nothing with Enzo. <laughs> Sorry. Real one. I don't know. It could be, it could be interesting though, to give him like a mic and just be like, go do your thing. Enzo with the live mic on still has it, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they were hot in NXT. They were super hot in NXT. Because they probably had more leeway. So. And they had a ton, a ton of opportunity in the main roster that just got squandered. Because, mm. well, depends on what you believe. Some say they, had, they got too big for their britches too fast. Others say that they decided to split them because, you know, how Vince is with the big man, um, which I'm more inclined to go with that than I am to say that they got a big head because they were so young. Um, well, I it, think they it, were over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were one of the first ones that I remember from the NXT era of that, that they came to the main roster and – you know, everybody already knew their opening. Right, you know, right. It was one of the first times that I remember that, like somebody coming to the main roster and instantly having that, you know, you can't teach it. 
Right. Um, because, and you, can't you know, obviously teach they had that. the shield and everything, but they weren't the shield in NXT. Right. They were just three individuals. Right. So then they brought these guys up doing the same stick that they were doing back then down there. And, you know, I would almost compare it to what they were doing compared to, like, what people did for Finn Balor when he made mm-hmm. the main roster. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so, yeah. I mean, did they get a big head? I don't know. I mean, that'd be a lot to kind of, <coughs> excuse me, absorb, you know, going from a little arena, little arenas and a kind of a, a certain era, like a certain avenue of show to the main roster. And then all of a sudden everybody, it's like, that's when you would say, all right, I've arrived, you know? Well, like, in the- my gimmick's here before I am. Here's the thing with, and I think we would all agree that, you know, Jurassic Express is probably headed towards the end of their title reign. Once that happens, <laughs> I feel like they're going to split them up. I feel like, uh, you know, and, and Brian and I talked about it before, and Rob, I think you and I have as well, that, you know, Jungle Boy is probably going to go heal. Luchasaurus is going to be on his own. So you're going to have room on the and roster. out the door. Probably, which is sad because I really do like him, but I just don't see him doing anything else with him. Um, but there's room then for another tag team if Morrissey wanted to go that direction. He definitely doesn't have to. He is good enough to be on his own and certainly stand tall at the mid card. And if he continues to flourish, maybe even main event someday. That seems weird to say that now, but watching him like really go toe to toe with Moose and some of the guys in Impact for all the joking we do about Impact. Speaks volumes for the guy. Well, and also you got to look at the big men that they have on on AEW right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's difference between having big men and then having big men that can wrestle. Right. You know, and granted, yes, in reality, it's like Drew McIntyre's not a small dude. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but when you have Morrissey. You put him up against Wardlow. Then you've got Archer, you know, Cage. There's, there are people there to fight. So it's not going to be like, oh, here's Morrissey, and now he has to go against the same big guy all the time. You know, it's not like telling John you. Studd and Andre the Giant. You know what I mean? They need to create a Hoss division, like a super heavyweight division, because they got the guys that can work that are at that level. And it would be nice to see Lance Archer be able to, to go and see, get some actual wins. I mean, I, I'm, I'm starting to feel like he's probably the next guy that just gets let go because there's not much else for them to do. He gets built up and built up and built up, and then, eh, eh. Who? Lance Archer. Oh, and they brought him back, too. And they're like, they let him, remember the weirdest, most awkward squash match we've seen? <laughs> 15 minutes of storytelling, brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 it was such a squash match that you actually felt guilty watching it, you know. And when the guy did the comeback, you're like, "All right, all right, now stop, stop, <laughs> stop it." <laughs> <laughs> so that that could be interesting. I mean, Wardlow's obviously going to win this one. So part of me mm-hmm. actually, okay, mm-hmm. I think this is the week that Wardlow gets caught in the handcuffs. So if that's the case, then to me, to me, it's Enzo. 
To me, it's Enzo. Although it would come off better if Morrissey just brutalizes him while he's in handcuffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's got to happen. It's got to happen one of these weeks, mm-hmm. right? He comes to the ring in handcuffs, and MJF is not smart enough to spring spring that trap. <laughs> It's it's going to right before pay-per-view. Well, and that's the thing. We've only got a little bit more time before double or nothing. They've still mm-hmm. got to get it to Wardlow and MJF. Cuz the build is fast. It it's not as fast as it as it could have been, but that's where they're heading with this. So you've probably this week I I, I got to give you that. I, I think this week you've got Morrissey or Enzo, whomever does a beatdown on him. I mean, just a, a, a solid beat down. Spears and MJF hit the ring, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and they just waylay the shit out of them. And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe before it's too late, you know, somebody rushes the ring to come to his aid. Maybe that's when FTR finally breaks away from the pinnacle. Or maybe they do it next week. Then you've got Wardlow's got to get his comeuppance. He's got to get that match. And maybe he breaks three of the handcuffs in a feats mm-hmm. of strength kind of thing. Because I feel like they're teasing that. Because he sticks his wrists out there, and I'm just waiting for him to snap the bastards off. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that. And then we're probably going to see um, him kind of like Mick Foley and Shane McMahon when Foley forced his way to a title shot. Like he'll put MJF in power bombs until MJF just, you know, acknowledges and gives him a match. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's when the cuffs get snapped is somehow another MJF will have him in the ring. He'll mm-hmm. be down, handcuffed, and then MJF kind of like smacks him. He stands up, snaps the cuffs, grabs him, power bombs him, and then right. keeps doing it until MJF's like, okay, I'll give you the match. <laughs> I would totally do that. I would I'd just power bomb like six times. And every time he's yeah. like, no, go to hell. You know what I mean? Like, and then finally, he maybe he knocks him out, splashes water over his face. <laughs> I could, that actually would come off really good on TV. Well, I mean, okay. I don't even think you'd have to get to the whole power bombing to get MJF. Because MJF plays, plays that heel that mm-hmm. so well that as soon as he snaps the cuffs, he could be like, okay, okay, okay. You know, does the whole coward thing in the corner. You know, he takes out the chairman and um, and just MGF, like, as he's run, like, whatever, you know, leave me alone. Maybe Spears botches it. Like, Spears is tr- down there trying to make sure he's cuffed. And MJF comes down there because he figures Spears has it under control. And then we find out he doesn't have the cuffs on. And Spears gets chucked from the ring and MJF gets waylaid. I mean, he's going to get his hands on him before double or nothing. But I agree, you got to have that. But then you got to also have the payoff of bringing in. So that's the thing. That's what got me is like, if you're going to bring in Morrissey and, and bring him in and hopefully he has a pop, you know, then you're going to have him lose straight out the gate. <laughs> you know, like. Well, and that's, and that's, that's where I think Brian's point comes to play. You've got to. You've got to create a sense of desperation for Wardlow. Like, right now, he's just a, a thorn in MJF's side. 
but MJF has no sense of urgency to react to it outside of torturing him. So now he's got to, okay, you got to give him the upper hand. You got to find a way to make it look like MJF's got it all under control. So the best way to do it is to, like I said, to pull a swerve, have him handcuffed in the ring, and then, you know, he just gets beat down. Maybe even gets bloodied. I mean, they're good about that. The timing on that would make sense. Mm. Isn't it nice to have a wrestling company out there that, even though they do really, really well with, with surprises and swerves, I, I still say that they're the best in the game on that. Um, but also they have an understanding of what wrestling logic looks like. I mean, I just love the whole angle they've got with Chris Jericho and the sports entertainers. <laughs> and the and the Eddie Kingston and the we're wrestlers. Dude, did <laughs> Eddie Kingston catching the fireball to the face last week. That was, it was nuts. a beautiful one too. Yeah. There well hasn't done. been a real good cosmic fireball in a long time. Mm-hmm. That was flush. I mean, it, it flashed on camera. It hits him like right in the in his whole face. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, getting back to your your point, I don't I don't necessarily think they're the best. I think they're the best at rewriting what you expect to see. Because you really haven't had an old school company. To me, AEW is more old school. In the way they uh, fool with their product, and you just haven't seen it in so long, you forget what it looks like. So it looks new, but right. it's an old formula. Well, I mean, I think I go going along with that. It's like you know, <sighs> we used to sit and say, "Oh, this would be cool if this happened," you know. But at the end of the day, we knew what was going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. we knew that oh, this person's going to turn on this person. You know, it's kind of like Damian Priest and Edge. You know, there's only a matter of time till Damian Priest turns on Edge. You know, <laughs> it's going to happen. We all know it. But in AEW, you can say these things like, oh, this would be cool if this happens. And there's actually a chance for it to happen. Right, right. You know, because, and I think that's one way of, because it's being booked per se by a fan, Mm-hmm. You know, he's booking somewhat to a fan's perspective. You know, this is what I would like to see. And that's why we get things and we're like, ooh, that's cool. It's not that we haven't seen it before. It's just things we've always wanted to see happen, you know? Mm-hmm. But can we say how how many more... How many more angles is MJF going to have where the person has to go through hoops to get to him? I think that should be MJF's thing. Every you time know? he has a major feud, he's got to he's got to run you through the ringer because if you really want MJF, you got to earn it. Mm. Like you want MJF, you know what you got to do. Yep. Well, yeah. yeah. Just wait till he gets a title. Oh yeah. Then this, I mean, it'll make so much sense. You know, that you, you'll be like, oh, this is why he's been doing this. You I know? mean, yeah, it does get tiresome for that. But at the same time, when you think about it, in his character, in his mindset, the reality is he thinks he's above it. So you come out there just one day, it doesn't matter if you're CM Punk, Adam Page, or, 
you know, AJ Styles. It won't matter. You're going to have mm. to earn it for MJF. And if he's the only guy they do that with, which I think they'll they'll do that because that's just a solid story, then you can stretch that for years. You know, it's just kind of like what Flair used to do. Oh, you want a title shot? All right, well, you got to beat Arn Anderson. <laughs> you got to beat Tully Blanchard. You ain't getting to the world championship. You ain't getting to the mountaintop until I say you are. Look what they did with Sting. I mean, it, it's it's a smart way to do it, and if he keeps at his current pace, all he has to do is just stay charismatic and half-talented in the ring. <laughs> he doesn't even really have to be, you know, that next-level kind of performer because they have those guys. They have Kenny Omega. They have, you know, Danielson. They have Wheeler Yuta. You don't have to – if MJF doesn't have to be that level. He just has to stay – that level on the mic. Yeah. Ric Flair was the best at cross this line and I'll whoop your ass. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Cross this now line. Cross this one. Yeah, exactly. Ass. Exactly. I'll <laughs> back up just a little bit. <laughs> you know, no, no, no. Oh, you crossed that. Oh, fine. So and let's take a look with MJF these days, you know? Definitely. And that's why it's so cool to see how, how smooth he moves from storyline to storyline. Like really, it was only a month ago where he was going back and forth with Punk. Really wasn't that long ago. That thing somebody posted about that bedroom and MJF commenting was hilarious. Uh, I love MJF's Facebook page. I love it. He is the best. Uh, there is no one that does wrestling in complete and just utter chaos type character than MJF. Nobody. All right, so yeah. uh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, there's only two Facebook or Twitter accounts that I actually enjoy looking at more, and one is Wendy's, because Wendy's will just, like, oh, roast yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. And the other one right now is Elon Musk, because I don't know what oh, that dude what is doing, hell? but he is, like, he is. Oh, great. We're going to get hate mail. We're going to get hate mail. Elon Musk is funny as piss right now. He's taking away our freedoms, Brian. He's taking away our freedoms. I'm going to buy Coca-Cola and put the cocaine back in. I love it. What are you smoking, dude? He's taunting everyone. Everybody. Look at the money I got. I'm going to buy it. I bought it, and now I'm going to shut it down. Next is Facebook. Go enjoy life. Right? (laughs) That would be kind of nice. Nothing would get done because nobody messes around in anything except social media nowadays. So if you shut it all down, we'd be like, uh, what? But it is fine. <laughs> See, he is so hilarious right now. And Wendy's, like I remember Wendy's once took a picture of a McDonald's food truck. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, it's nice to see the garbage truck is out, out today. <laughs> Coming up on uh, this week's Dynamite card, the Owen Hart Foundation Men's Tournament Qualifier, Jeff Hardy and Bobby Fish. I really am not sure the direction they're going with this tournament. It just feels like a a pure wrestling tournament. And if that's the case, then I I honestly, I think it's Bobby Fish. I think it's Fish anyway. I think you're going to get the... uh... Undisputed Elite. 
I just like that little subtle hit. Pretty undisputed elite. Yeah, they're. It's good that they're able to kind of tiptoe up to the edge around things and just make it make sense. Like the t-shirts look good. The comment, the the, the catchphrases and stuff they're getting under under their belt. It makes some better sense. It's nice because now we can properly re- refer to them and and not have to confuse it with the era. And even though it is UE, it's still different. So it's cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Robbie, I, I mean, again, maybe maybe they. But I think you're right. It, this appears to be more traditional style wrestlers. Yeah, I can't see them going in a lot of different directions with it. Like King of the Ring. Gosh, I get the hiccups all of a sudden. King of the Ring used to be kind of storyline driven. Um, the WrestleMania Four tournament was obviously storyline driven. Like most tournaments have a kind of a story behind it. This is more of a pure like. If you had to choose which wrestler would win, it, it's how it feels. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Dax, by the way. Wow, you got Dax going through the whole thing. Well, until I see the whole field. Right <laughs> now, I got Dax. Because <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I don't even know how many more spots are open. I don't know either. At one point, they said it was a 64-person tournament, and then that disappeared. Like, we didn't hear anything from about, the, about the tournament for months. And then they just started announcing it. Hey, we got qualifying matches. Oh, okay. Cool. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, Tony maybe, like, maybe it will be 64 if you count the qualifying matches. No? Well, yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I am shocked that Swerve lost, though. It did kind of make me mad. Yeah, so with with Darby Allen and Swerve with the qualifier, I was I know that Darby Allen is one of their chosen guys, so <laughs> they're gonna want to keep him moving. But in a wrestling tournament, I just don't see him being that top guy. Yeah, maybe he'll he'll, he'll face Dax first. Dax will put him in his place. Hit him with his, <laughs> hit him with the roll up of doom. <laughs> Listen, I, did y'all see Swerve and Darby? Yeah, great matchup. That was it, some of the craziest moves. What about I've ever seen in a match? What about that kick that Swerve does, where he goes over top of you, and then he kicks backwards and hits you in yeah. the face? Like, what the hell? How? <laughs> How do you even know where you're at in that jump to know where to put your feet? Like, that's nuts. Yeah, that was a good match. That was a great match. I don't understand how Darby gets up in the morning. How he I don't understand how he walks in the morning. In the ring. His body just go, nope. You're right. Well, what, what was that move off the apron? You talk about the coffin drop he did on the apron? No, 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 no. Because didn't he go to the floor off the off the ring or something? Oh, a couple of times. That suicide dive he does, where he's running like ninety miles an hour. Like no, 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 no. What? There was something that that like Swerve hit him with. Let me take a quick and look it, here. I'm pretty sure that was the match. Here it is. It's not a 
It was some weird, crazy move. And I think they both hit the hit the ground. I'm trying to look it up just to grab it here. Um, I think it, that was the match. They they had did so much in the short period of time that they had, so it was kind of kind of nuts. Let's see here. I also I will point out that I did not know that Swerve was that good of a mat wrestler. Mm. So that was a really cool surprise. So here's here's a I, suplex from inside to outside where Swerve just literally drops them both. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's nasty. Oof. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Hey, you know, I have to admit, NXT, I did like Swerve. Oh, really? I loved Hit Row. They were cool. But yeah, but I think that was my problem. He had Hit Row. I couldn't get into Hit Row. Right? I'm not saying they weren't good, good wrestlers. It just didn't yeah. click for me. But I'm becoming a Swerve fan fast. Yeah. I also think I felt like they shoved heat ro- Hit Road down everybody's throat yeah. without much substance. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like they were like, oh, here, here's this faction and they're awesome. And, oh, wait a minute. Never mind. We're going to release them. Yeah. yeah. That pissed me off. <laughs> that, that pissed me off. They, they get them built up. And they were finally gaining some steam in NXT. Then they did the call-up, and I'm like, uh, okay, that could be okay. And then before they could do anything, eh, no, you're fired. Yeah. Well, I don't know what they're going to do next season on the whole vault thing, because they fired the host. Wait, what? Yeah, what's his name was the host. Yeah, the guy in Hit Row was the host. He was the one. Not of all of them, but the earlier stuff. Yeah, he would be the one that would go around with them. Oh, top dollar. Yeah, AJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, who the hell is he talking about? I can't remember his name. And how did he slide into that gig? You know, Um, probably like one of those uh, one of those guys at the PC that's like a huge mark. Hey, 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 Hunter. Hey, Hunter. Can I can I help do the show? Hey, Hunter. Fine, Jesus, AJ. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Here's a camera. <laughs> you want me to hang around with veterans all day going to look for their stuff? Mm-hmm. Now, I will say the problem I had was like, it really hit home during like the Brutus Beefcake, Greg Hammer Valentine episode. Yeah. When they were looking for the hammer rope. And they went to that guy's house and he's like, you know, sure as hell that Greg the Hammer sold that because of whatever. And now the WWE's like, I'm sit there and go, hey, we want to buy that back. Right. Like, no, he sold that because he wanted to and he needed the money. Like, it wasn't like it was stolen from his dressing room like the butterfly robe. Yeah, they they treat some of those uh, collectors like shit. (laughs) Like, dude, if somebody was selling it and they bought it, that's not their fault that they bought it. Like, damn. Like, the guy that, uh, I think he's in Tennessee or Alabama. He's got. He's on Facebook. I, I joined his uh, Facebook group because he's got a huge collection. But he's the one that Mick Foley went and saw, and they watched TV with him. Oh yeah, like they treat him like crap. If you really think about it, they're like, ah, eh, yeah, okay, fine. You know, like they they play the they they've got them on the speakerphone while he's talking to Hunter or somebody trying to get okayed for the money, and it just it just makes the guy look like he's money hungry. And I'm like, that's not who he is. That's screwed up. Right. 
I did like the one guy's guts, though, when the guy was like, hey, if something leaves my collection, something has to come in my collection. Hey, if you don't ask, you don't get. I do respect that. You know, and how he started carrying the, the baseball bat or the two-by-four around the warehouse. Mm-hmm. He started carrying cool. it. Like, I'm taking this home. <laughs> uh, let's see. Grudge match, Jericho and Santana, guys. Um, this feud is interesting. I don't know what they're going to do with it or how it's going to end. Um, Blood and guts. Yeah, Jericho bleeding. <laughs> so so is it Hernandez and uh, Homicide that comes in here to make the save at some point then? Oh, it has to be. I think it has to be. You could have Conan with them, may not, but I mean, they're at the end of the day, they're you know, you got two LAX. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that would be awesome to see at a, a huge LAX reunion. I'm in for that. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Jericho this week, then. They bloodied up, or they they threw a fireball at Kingston, you know. They're going to beat the crap out of Santana. It's, the numbers game has to prevail still because you've you got to build the run-in for Hernandez and Homicide. Mm-hmm. And it's got to so be the lights-out, lights-on thing. Well, I think this feud is so funny because, like, last week, they're like, you're not allowed to touch each other. <laughs> and then in the <laughs> back, they're beating the piss out of them. Well, that was during the sit-down. During the sit-down, there was supposed to be no oh, contact. Just during the sit-down. Okay. <laughs> you can't touch me. You can't touch me. He can't touch us, right? <laughs> and when you put the head on somebody, Chris, in my world. That was – Eddie Kingston is so damn good on the mic. You ha- you you believe that what he's saying to you, he's going to pierce your soul with it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and you gotta give, and I think that I think for a reason that's why they went with Jericho because for Kingston to be in his face the way he was, oh yeah, and Jericho not to break character. You know, if that was yeah. one of the other guys, it'd be hard not to break character with somebody like and you're all leaned back trying to like be comedic. You know, I'd be scared that Kingston would get pissed and like just shoot slap me in the face if I started laughing or smiled. I'd be, I would be you know, intimidated. I, Go ahead. I will say this about Eddie. I think Eddie is becoming like the Mick Foley character. That like everybody loves him. You know what I'm saying? Like even mm-hmm. when he's, a, you know, mankind, everybody was like Mick Foley. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I, I think if he, if this stays this way. If they don't give him that world title just for a week, two weeks, and you know, in six months, I think they miss out. Oh, I can, I can already fantasy book that world title run for him. I yeah. can tell you I mean, how that that's going to play. Go ballistic. Yeah. Nobody would see it coming. Absolutely nobody would see that coming, and that place would go nuts. And with the way they do the homages to like the different legendary moments in wrestling, you could totally see them doing it like on a on a dynamite main event, a dynamite kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Trios match: Butcher Blade and Helico against the Blackpool Combat Club. Is this even a question? 
Mm-mm. Come on. BCC is going to beat the shit out of these boys. It's going to be bad. <laughs> That's when you show up to the show and you're like, all right, who do I got tonight? And you're like, mother. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because these guys don't play around. And, hey, big uh, big respect to the Butcher, though. He had a great match with Wardlow. Really, really mm-hmm. good. I was really impressed. More respect to you, though, for being part of the Super Juniors tournament. Yeah, that takes balls to skip pay-per-view and go to Super Juniors instead. Well, Tony sent them, though. Well, sure, but, I mean, you know that that's that's a big paycheck to work pay-per-view, isn't it? No, 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 no. It's not so much. I'm sure he'll be compensated. But it's to get him that exposure. Mm -hmm. You know, who knows who's going to win? Well, let's say somehow or another he gets picked to win. Here is Yuta that came out of obscurity and has now taken the world by storm. And, oh, not only is he, you know, an, an ROH champion, but now he's a super junior heavyweight champion or attorney winner, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord, that kid's going to... I mean, you might as well strap the rocket to his back. I am extremely impressed with how well he has taken to his his superstardom. I mean, he is thriving in it. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, he'll be the one to kick Mox out. So, blocks A and B have been released in uh, for the Super Juniors... Super Juniors Tournament. Easy for me to say. Say it again. Right. <laughs> Block A, Taguchi, Takahashi, Yo, Kanamaro, Ishimori, Sho, Clark Connors, Alex Zane, Ace Austin, Francesca, Francesco, Akira. Block B, Master Wado, Robbie Eagles, Bushi, Doki. Bless you. <laughs> El Fantasmo, El Desperado, Titan, TJP. L. Lindemann and Wheeler Yuta. Block B is the block to watch. Those are going to be phenomenal matches. Although Block A, you got Ace Austin in there, so you're you're almost guaranteed. That's yeah, going to be a great TJP tournament. coming back. Yeah, that's going to be a damn good tournament. That is taking place on June third. It starts May fifteenth and ends June third. So that's right around the corner. Damn. Next Saturday. Yep. ROH Women's Championship to decide the undisputed women's champion of Ring of Honor, Deanna Perrazzo and Mercedes Martinez. I'm pretty sure this is going to be the main event. It's a huge moment for Ring of Honor. They, they've really done a great job, and this goes to Tony Khan, for just positioning Ring of Honor as a main event deal each time they're spotlighted on their program. So when they do finally go to television or stream, People are going to have to tune in to see what happens next. I'm really not sure who's going to come out the undisputed champ. My gut says Perrazzo, but I, I'm I'm a sucker for Mercedes Martinez. I really like her, so I don't think either way you could lose. Wasn't Perrazzo just champ? Well, Perrazzo well, she was still is now. Yeah, she was Impact champ and Ring of Honor champ at the same time, oh, okay. and and the Reina de Reina uh, champ of AAA. She lost the Impact title title to Tasha Steeles. Um, 
she lost the AAA title to Taya Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like they're preparing her to be on a on a dedicated run for Ring of Honor, so she might come away as still champ. I uh, she would be my pick. The Virtuoso. Does Turner own another channel besides TBS and TNT and CNN? Turner doesn't own them. Warner owns them. Yeah, that's all. These are all Warner products now. Well, um, Discovery Plus. Discovery owns them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me so, look it up. Okay, so Ring of Honor could end up on one of the other well pyramid of networks. I am glad you brought that up because just today news broke that Discovery Warner, whatever it's called now, wants another AEW show, a reality show. So could be interesting. So I look. I'd be interested in a show like that. You know, like I'll say, like Total Divas, but not not all circling around the women. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, if you remember shows like that that go back behind the scenes, you know. Well, if you remember um, Breaking Ground, that WWE had on their network, where it was basically the same thing. It was. You know, you had the background story of Baron Corbin, of Enzo and Cass. Um, shoot, who else was it? Tino Sabatelli. There's other people that I just can't remember. Um, mm-hmm. But that was kind of that kind of show. Like, you you got to see their, their commute and how they got ready to get their character done and how they prepared when somebody gave them bad feedback on, like, hey, your match really stunk up the joint kind of thing. Like, it could be really good. I mean, who knows? I will say it was funny, the episodes I did watch of Total Divas, and I did catch the one where they called Naomi in the office after she'd put all that crap on the belt. You know, the glow stuff. Like, that she never asked them before she did it. Mm-hmm. She would mentioned something to the guy, but never, like, officially got his approval, and then she just showed up on TV with it. <laughs> and they were like, um, don't ever do that again. <laughs> yeah, they and of they, course the one where Natty drunk called Steph. Oops, <laughs> like three times. <clears throat> but I like those shows. It'll be fun. So who who would you spotlight in that type of role? If you're doing a reality show like that, which is, I mean, right now it's early speculation, but who would you spotlight like that? Mm, I'd do a rookie and a veteran. Like, maybe somebody like, you know, like your Swerve, Scott, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Swerve. And then maybe a Daniel Bryan type or a CM Punk type. You know, somebody that's higher up on the roster. Um, and then maybe somebody who, like, the female ref, whatever her name is. Aubrey. Aubrey Edwards. You know. Because that's that three be cool. different, three different, like, aspects of the wrestling business, 
you know. I'd rather Same go watch WWE programming. Hmm? I said I'd rather go watch WWE programming than that show. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. I I was never into Total Divas or any of that stuff. I would just soon watch wrestling. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, I like the 24s that they would do on WWE when they would go behind the scenes and talk, like, especially like when <sighs> Sting showed up. Mm-hmm. And they were like, he's driving, you know, they're trying to keep it a secret and stuff like that. That's why I like that. Yeah. But. I do like those. At the end of the day, Total's Divas was scripted. Oh, it was stupid. Your bra- You yeah. felt your brain shrinking. Yeah. Those it was a way to keep them relevant, right? But as soon as the as soon as the machine didn't need it anymore, <laughs> they got rid of them. Mm-hmm. Before we close out tonight, a rumor killer. So Vice TV had been rumored to have canceled Dark Side of the Ring to have no season four. Uh, yesterday afternoon, about 4.30 in the afternoon, they released the following. We've heard some rumors flying around about Season 4 of Dark Side of the Ring. We are committed, as ever, to bring both the series and the broader Dark Side franchise. Evan and Jason are hard at work making content that we know our fans of the series will love. Stay tuned. And there you go. Damn, Vice man, is going to be cool. lucky. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was getting ready to say, Vice is going to be lucky they're not called the SpaceX station here soon. <laughs> the dark side of Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine having that much money that you're like, you know what? I want to do this. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, then I'm out of value. Twitter should have learned. Because they're publicly traded, right? Yeah, yeah he's he going to take them private. They were, and he had bought. He started buying up stock, and then when he had enough stock, he goes, "I'm buying you all." Yeah, but what I'm saying is, so you had the one guy that was like, "No, we'll just flood the market with stocks," but you know, the rest of the board was like, uh, "You're not ruining this for us, right? We're going to sell." Um, we're going to take his money and we're going to go and yeah <laughs> wash our hands of this <laughs> wash our hands mm-hmm. of this toxic media base <laughs> can't say I blame him I'd take the money everybody takes money that's what America's made after how the rich stay rich and buy stuff I mean that's what houses and, and apartments are places complain for about stuff. it. <laughs> Although, I, like I should put this out there. Twitter, on Twitter. I should put this out there. That if he pays us enough money, we will sit there and read wrestling tweets, and we will black flag the ones we know are false. Exactly. Fact check. Fact yeah, we will fact Twitter. check <laughs> the wrestling tweets for you. I'm in. I'm in. Elon Musk, would you like my yeah. resume, sir? <laughs> and we will even change one of the letters of the show to be that alpha weird thing that you named your kid. That's right. You know, for the right price, 
corner to corner can be SpaceX Wrestling Radio. Whatever you want us to be, buddy. We we could do this. <clears throat> and we'll be fair and honest and impartial. Fair and balanced. <laughs> yeah. Even towards the WWE. Sometimes. No, no, no. I could do it because their fans are the ones I want to get rid of, not <clears throat> not the WWE itself. I want I want to get rid of their fans. Well, wrestling Twitter you know, the would be whole... a quiet place without all the trolls. No, you'd have to let a few escape. But I mean, there's <laughs> enough of the whole. Well, there wasn't that much blood in WCW or ECW when Sheamus was their champion. Ugh. That's the guy that's he's first on the boat. It's like <laughs> you're out of here, buddy. <laughs> just imagine having the power. Just like you read a tweet and you just go, "Nope, blocked." Blocked, <laughs> yeah. And then that person's whole screen goes, "You're a moron." <laughs> <laughs> You have been suspended from... And then Twitter. you put them on blast. Today's moron is... <laughs> at so and da And for the record, ECW was for, or renamed Extreme Championship Wrestling 1990-whatever, long before Sheamus even thought about being a wrestler. Might actually be before Sheamus was actually born. Just saying. See, No, he's got to be old enough for that. See, that's the way we do it. Mm. You know, when you fact check them, you put a line through their tweet like, <laughs> or something, and then you put the truth down in like red font underneath. So everybody mm. sees their idiot tweet and then sees the truth. That mm. answer was false. <laughs> yeah. And everybody I would who liked sides. it is also banned. Ooh. Both this comment sides. is so stupid. The person who liked it, you were banned as well. Because <laughs> what was the one I saw? I even, I even took a picture of it. <laughs> you know me and my little Twitter ignorance. I'm trying to remember. I don't. Oh, I don't remember which gosh. one it was. I know you sent us a couple of them. No, no I don't think I said anything. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I don't think I said this one. Oh, so here, here we go. Here we go. So we're talking about Mox, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're talking about Mox joining AEW, right? Mm-hmm. So the the comment is actually his first appearance was at the first Double or Nothing, which we've already established was the second Mm pay-per-view. And they had no TV shows at that time, right? After the Jericho versus Omega match, which was over four months before they were on TV, but okay. Because the comment before was talking about how established AEW was after two pay-per-views. I think my brain just melted on trying to do the math on that. Sheesh. When AEW had already established and already on TV, though, after two pay-per-views, they were established. That's damn near miraculous, if you ask me. Yeah. It's amazing. See, that's, that's, that's what Elon needs. He needs wrestling fact-checkers. That's it. I'm sending him my resume. Let's get it in the door, fellas. Send it in there. <laughs> Send it in there. 
That's going to do it for this week's edition. It's going to do it for this week's edition of Quarter to Corner. WrestleMania backlashes this weekend. There is nothing of note on that show, just to be perfectly real with you. Um, the supposed title matches have been switched around, so they're not even happening. It's a whole lot of garbage. Come on, so, they're not going to ever take the belt off of the head of the table. Yeah. Oh, Cody will. But it won't be the universal title. It'll be the title he doesn't want. But we can cover that at another point. Catch up with Rob at Rob Hefner C2C on Twitter. Brian's at Vlad Dragul C2C. And I can be caught at Stan Grubb. The show is at C2C Radio Show on Twitter and C2C Radio Show.com. Feel free to check us out on Facebook as well. Corner to Corner Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, Join the fan group. And if you want, join the fan chat. We just recently had somebody step in and start chatting with the guys here. So it's been a nice little influx of new blood. We're always happy to hear your opinions, to read them on the air if you'd like. You can always go to the chat room and do that as well. What do you think of what's happening this week on Dynamite? Who's going to be the Ring of Honor Women's Champion? Put it in the chat room or read it on the air. Have a great new guy. Who's the new guy? He is, what's his name, Rob? It is Chris. Did you welcome him? Uh, we did. We did welcome him. Um, when? Chris Wright. Last week? Oh, we didn't do it on the air. I didn't know if he'd want his name read. But, yeah, Chris Chris Writing since oh, Rob did it. Chris, hi. You don't got to tell his last name. Jerk. Now they're going to stalk him. <laughs> hey, it's the price of fame, Chris. Welcome to the chat. <laughs> Welcome to the group. <laughs> hey, he's an indie movie icon. Aha. Uh-huh. See? We got a movie star. Amongst us. If you're into that indie, like, 80s horror movie, he does a bunch of those. Don't be stalking the guy, please. Please (laughs) He happens to be a great close pro. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Treat him with respect. Treat him with kindness. And remember, if he likes Cody Rhodes, that's a good thing, too. Oh, Lord. (laughs) That's going to do it for us. Oh, no. He can't take any Cody Rhodes merch anybody wants to send him. He loves it. He's currently wearing an extra large. (laughs) Cody will be Stardust here shortly. From the cosmic wasteland, it's Stardust. And you know what? He'll do it with a smile. That's right. And lots of pyro. (laughs) Have a great week, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 